Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Someone driving along the A646 near Hebden Bridge in England saw an unusual sight, or so they thought. The 40-year-old Ben Lilly turned his car around after he passed it, stopped it and got out, called the police, and then went closer to report the carnage. What appeared to be a leopard was lying on the side of the road, motionless, perhaps a victim, perhaps a victim of roadkill. Leopard's not something you'd expect to see dead on the side of the road in England. Lilly later told reporters he feared for his life as he approached the animal with his heart racing because frequently roadkill isn't dead and this one had the capability of ripping his face off. His fear, though, soon turned to embarrassment when he realized it wasn't a wild animal after all, although whoever wore the leopard print lingerie complete with tail may have been having a wild night when they left it on the side of the highway. Why would you stop in the first place? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if I thought there was a leopard dead on the side of the road on yeah. 41 coming to work, yeah, I'm going to assume he's going to lay there and die if he's not already dead. I'm not stopping, Cliff, yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, last night, Cliff, mm-hmm. here was what I did. Yes. An entire can of Pringles, three moon pies, two apple turnovers. That's right. <laughs> I'm in training. Yeah. I'm getting my uh, snacking at Super Bowl level ready already, Cliff. (laughs) (sighs) Cliff? Yes? I think my deodorant is too strong. (laughs) It's too strong? I think it is. How could it be too strong? I don't think I need this much (laughs) full-strength deodorant. (laughs) I don't smell that bad. I'm like a light stinker. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Some people, you know, they got the skunk smell going. Yeah. I have more of the light stinker smell. The light stinker smell. Yes. I need something like a, (laughs) I don't know, a a light right guard or something like that. So on a a scale of like um, one to five in terms of strength, what number of strength would you say you need for your deodorant one and a half maybe one and a half one and a half maybe okay that would be at the top end of the scale you i know, think couldn't you just you you know get whatever you get i'm assuming like a right guard would be a five you just use less of it wouldn't that work same thing i think once you roll it on <laughs> though you get the full strength of it i mean i mean well, some I'm, people yeah i mean yeah. let's just be honest yeah they need concrete under their armpits. I mean, you know, just to seal that in. I just want something a little lighter. If you worked a little harder, perhaps you would sweat. I kind of like the feeling of being a light oh, stinker. A light stinker? Yes. We the keepers at the Cincinnati Zoo were ready, ready that is, for Fiona the hippopotamus to select who she thought would be the winner of this weekend's big game. This is the third year that the Nile hippo has been given the chance to select the winner. Zookeepers put a logo of each of the two teams on two large toys that she's known to play with, and whichever one she touches first is the one the keepers say she selected to win. In 2018, she accurately selected the 
Philadelphia Eagles to beat New England, but last year she bet again against the Patriots and they beat the Rams. The public appearance for the not-yet-full-grown animal, just a part of her routine as an ambassador for zoos everywhere, considering she was born a preemie and in the wild would have been long dead. Anyway, back to the Super Bowl pick. Zoo officials say when presented with the two team logos this year, she really didn't touch either one, but instead threw up all over Kansas City. For those of you keeping score at home, the vomit consisted of mainly freshly chewed vegetables because she had just eaten. Zookeepers say to avoid vomit all over the NFL logos next year, they'll do the pick before lunchtime. <laughs> so I guess the 49ers then. I guess so. I guess. The vomit has spoken. Maybe it's just me, Cliff, but yeah. TV commercials kind of make me sad whenever I see them. TV commercials? They make me a little make sad. Make you sad? Yes. And why I'll would tell you, you say why? that? Well, the reason being... Yeah. 99% of the time, and this may yeah. come as, you know, news to some of our wonderful listeners, yeah. but 99% of the time, the commercial you see advertising a product, the uh, people you see on TV yeah. aren't the people that own the business. You that's true. Saying? Yes. They're actors. Right. And that's the sad part, because when I see these folks on here, these men and women, yeah, people who probably, Cliff, yeah. have studied drama mm -hmm. and acting went to school for it for years and yeah. years and they hit their career peak being a satisfied customer of a hemorrhoid commercial on tv <laughs> you know what i'm saying this so there is... was <laughs> do you get do you get do you is that a is that a method acting thing <laughs> right as you know i i'm 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 satisfied with my hemorrhoid treatment i've yeah i've been to juilliard and yeah, <laughs> I've graduated, and the peak of my acting performance was this hemorrhoid cream really works well. That's kind of sad. But it's true. But it is true. Well, evidently, Cliff, the yeah. new research coming into the medical professions yeah. is saying that the coronavirus can be killed with alcohol. Really? Yes. That's what they're thinking right now. Okay. The state of Mississippi being like, you have no power <laughs> here. Right. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> and and just to know that that's a serious statement. <laughs> Mississippi's the only state in the country where it's legal to have an open container of alcohol in your car while you're driving. <laughs> in fact, it, it's legal to drink and drive in Mississippi. It's not legal to be drunk while you're driving, but have a sip or two while you're tooling around Mississippi, battling the virus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not drunk. <laughs> No, I'm just... I'm fighting off disease <laughs> here. Right. And in fact, it wasn't until just recently you could get a... They, were, they had drive-through beer places. They used to have that in oh. Kentucky. Oh, they did, huh? Yes, they did. <laughs> you could go down 41 and you pull up to the side. It was weird. Yeah. You pull up to the side of the yeah. building and order what you want, and they hand it out the window <laughs> to you. A styrofoam cup. It was... Well, they would like to... You know, you buy a case or something. Yeah. Here you go. Oh. Or you could buy a cold, you could just buy. individual one. It was yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Well, so I've been told. So, yeah, you wouldn't know personally. No, no, no. Yeah, Mississippi, though, they had it on, they had draft in the drive through <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're right. That's a little different. Different world. But we're definitely not recommending yeah. you drink and drive. No, absolutely not. Absolutely no. not. Interesting to me, Cliff, that you had the story about the hippo that was trying to pick the winner of the big game on Sunday. Yes. Because yesterday, 
Yes. I went to a Chinese restaurant, and yeah. I'm not a big fan of Chinese restaurants. Yeah. I just don't prefer that. But I went there just for the sole purpose of getting a fortune cookie in hopes it would lead me <laughs> into which direction to put my money on. Okay. And I opened up my fortune cookie, and yeah. it said this, Cliff. Okay. The winning team mm-hmm. will be whichever one you bet against. <laughs> because you're a loser. Now, that's a bit harsh, Cliff, for a fortune cookie, don't you think? I thought, I thought fortune cookies were, in general, supposed to have uplifting messages. Yes, but mine... <laughs> Called you a loser. Yes. I don't need a fortune cookie to tell me that. No, because there are plenty of people around here that will already tell you. They're yeah. more than happy to tell you. Weed, you're a loser. And the Hoosier Lottery tells me that weekly, Cliff, Every, that yes. I'm a loser. Right, I, and, and I, in fact, when it comes to that, I too am a loser. <laughs> Sad, isn't it? Yeah. We uh? at one time, Elizabeth Holmes was the toast of Silicon Valley. The 35-year-old woman dropped out of nearby Stanford in 2003 to launch Theranos, a company that claimed to have revolutionized blood testing. And by 2015, Forbes named her as the youngest and wealthiest self-made female billionaire. Theranos was said to have developed a way to diagnose thousands of diseases and conditions after getting only one drop of blood from a patient. And if you think that sounds too good to be true, well, in fact it was, because it was eventually revealed that the method Holmes developed didn't work and the company was just sending blood out to regular labs and not telling patients. Holmes now faces federal charges, and Forbes lists her net worth now as zero. She appears to have trouble paying her attorneys because her criminal case is held up while she also faces charges in Arizona because she didn't pay attorneys she hired there to represent her in her civil suit. Still, she showed up at a recent court hearing in San Jose wearing a $1,000 suit. (laughs) Read this morning, Cliff, the producer of the uh, TV show The Bachelor is now developing a TV dating show featuring romance... Yeah. Between senior citizens. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. So it'll be like The Bachelor, but with old people. <laughs> Correct, yes. Okay. <laughs> do they have a name picked out for this yet? I, I think they do. Is it? Ew! Exactly, yes. <laughs> and just wait until episode number three, Cliff, yeah. of the exciting Senior what? Citizens Bachelor show. is. What, what's going to happen in episode three? Well... There will be the, you know, denture swapping party oh, that they're no. all going to have. <laughs> Here's Luke Combs oh, and Eric Church. Oh Cliff, I got a question for you and okay. for well any of our wonderful oh, eleven okay. listeners who uh, cool. either grew up in Princeton or yes. still in Princeton or even mm-hmm. in the surrounding areas. Yes, I got an email just this week. Yeah. Two days ago, as a matter of fact. Okay. From uh, Home Snacks is what they call themselves. Home Snacks? Yes. Okay. And I don't know why I got it, but it's basically saying in here that Princeton, Indiana, is the fifth least expensive city in the entire state of Indiana (laughs) for you to live in. Out of all the little towns and cities. All the cities and burgs in Indiana. Princeton is the fifth cheapest to live in. Yes, it says okay. that Princeton has many parks and conservation areas that you can visit, and that is true. <laughs> yeah. 
And it says that the uh, median income is like $45,200 and something dollars. Which I would say is an accurate assessment. But the thing that I wondered, Cliff, and I've yeah. been around here for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. It says that Princeton yeah. is known mm-hmm. as the heart of southwestern Indiana. <laughs> oh, really? That's what it says. Princeton is the heart of southwestern Indiana. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Perhaps you have, Cliff, well, being a resident and I've, I've growing up here, in this town. spent a lot of time here. Graduated from high school in Princeton. Moved to town when I was four. Um. I don't ever recall anyone saying Princeton is the heart of Southwest Indiana. I've never heard that myself. Yeah, but I can say one thing. What's that? In the summertime, yes, when the wind is blowing the wrong way from the sewage treatment plant, Princeton's the colon of Southwest. Well, Indiana. that's not a. That's, that, that doesn't look good on a marketing campaign, no, though, Cliff. No. You want to be the heart, not the colon. And it's time now for take it to the bank. On March the eighth. Yes. All of us will be setting our clocks up one hour. True. And, Cliff? Yes. After we do that, the statistics are in. Mm -hmm. Fatal car accidents in the United States will go up by 6% during the work week following that time when we set the (laughs) clocks up. Resulting in about 28 additional deaths each year because we messed with father time. The study also says that the further a person lives west in his or her time zone, the higher their risk of having a deadly crash that following (laughs) week. So that's why the entire state of Arizona ignores any of these time changes. I think that is one of the reasons, Cliff, yes. Because I've been to Arizona twice, and each time it was a different time there uh, based on the time of year. They, They don't do daylight savings time at all. And some of it could be because there's also evidence saying there's spikes of heart attack whenever that happens, strokes, workplace Mm -hmm. injuries skyrocket, and there's other problems after we mess (laughs) with the time. And it causes cancer. Oh, no, wait, that's just the the windmills. That's sorry. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But most of that, except for the ending there, you can take to the bank. Cliff, anything said today? Yes, these uh, phrases of today might make you think that the entire program was brought to you by the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast! But I can assure you that's not the case. Number three, the vomit has spoken. (laughs) Number two, the denture swapping party. (laughs) Ew! The number one Morning Roadshow phrase for today. Satisfied with my hemorrhoid treatment. <laughs> I don't know why we went down that path. And Oh, we certainly went up that way now, didn't we? <laughs> if there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.